How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 6-4 Colorado, the final. So we welcome you back to downtown Buffalo and Key Bank Center. I'm Brian Colziel here on the Buffalo Sabres radio network. Well, the Sabres tried to hang with Colorado. They put up four goals, but... Colorado's power play, a massive effort in the win as they get three goals there uh, and four goals in total in the second period. Buffalo taking back-to-back penalties just four seconds apart. Early second period, one from Yoki Haru, one from Power, and that really swung what felt like a game that the Sabres were actually, I think, better in up to that point with a 2-1 to lead. McKinnon scored on the power play, then Lekkinen scored on the power play. And the one-goal lead turned into a one-goal deficit for Buffalo, and they never led the rest of the way. They got it back to a one-goal lead a couple of times, uh, courtesy of Cousins and Tuck, but it ends up tonight in a 6-4 to final. We'll be heading down to the locker room here in just a moment. Paul Hamilton is entering the Sabres dressing room area, so we'll have player reaction coming up. And uh, also Don Granado's live post-game comments here as uh, the Sabres drop this one 6-4. to Buffalo's next game will be at home Sunday, 7 o'clock. They'll host the San Jose Sharks, and we'll have that one for you right here on the Buffalo Sabres radio network. All right, how about some stats here? Third period, shots were 12-9 Colorado. They end up 34-28 to in favor of the Avalanche. The, uh, before we get more stats, let's go down to the room. Here's Alex Tuck, live with Paul Hamilton. Just, I thought we played a full six minutes other than the penalties. A couple simple mistakes here or there that we just got to sure up because they got a lot of weapons over there. So, <clears throat> sorry. Um, yeah, it's the way it went. Alex, how difficult has it been these last two nights? The number, even the last three games, the number of penalties you guys have taken it messes up the lines, it messes up a lot of things. Yeah, the flow, flow on the bench, flow of the game, uh, definitely screwed some stuff up. I think we won a couple games with only one penalty against like three or four in a row, and it was really good. It was, everyone was able to get into the game, stay in the game, and you don't know, uh, start skipping over guys and stuff. So, 
I mean, it's tough, especially, again, I don't know how many we took tonight, five, six penalties tonight, and even five on three, I mean, that team's a good chance they're going to score on a five on three when you give it to them. The goal you scored in the seven seconds, I mean, was that something you guys thought about at the intermission, or how did that come about that play? Uh, we, we've done a similar play, uh, outside-in play, uh, to a stretch, but I just felt like the D were really staying up um, off the face-off if we won it back, and Timer was winning a couple in a row, so I thought he'd be able to snap one back, and he was able to, and I told Dolls to just send it off to Tim Horton's sign at the end, uh, and hopefully it was going to pop out to me and it ended up being perfect, so uh, it was a great play, great face-off, and great pass by Dolls. What did you like about the 5-on-5 five five game tonight? I thought we were strong. We didn't give them too many opportunities. I thought we were able to stay in their zone and had a lot of uh, offensive zone time, which uh, really helps you get helps you get going, roll over, and gives you some momentum. And um, you know what? I, I thought, <clears throat> although they kept putting a couple of goals in, in our net, I thought we kept stayed with it, kept pushing as far it's a Stanley Cup champs, and to be able to continue to press and, and not get down and not let the game get out of hand. I think it's a it's a good step, but. Uh, we got to be better. We got to bear down, and uh, six on five's got to be better too. Uh, we we got to be able to tie some games up here late. You saw McKinnon obviously a lot on the other side, and he has that many chances, that much room with power play. You're not going to hold him down, are you? No, he's one of the best players in the world. Um, he's, I mean, he buzzes. He's really good, and like you said, you give him chances. More times than not, he's going to bury. Uh, I think they shut him out last game in, in Winnipeg, so I'm thinking um, it's tough to shut him out two games in a row. Alex Tucker in the post game. Brian, back to you. Okay, Paul, Tuck getting the fourth of the four Buffalo goals, his 11th of the season on that play that was really nice off the opening draw of the third period. Sabres win the draw. Darlene fires it as he said off the Tim Hortons banner. Uh, the sticker off the, the end boards just out of the reach of the Colorado goalie. And then it got to Tuck first, and he makes a nice move on Georgiev. And there is where the Sabres got it to within 5-4. And they had the whole period to try to tie it up and had some good opportunities, had two power plays, couldn't get it done. Um, Jost had actually a shorthanded break that looked like it was going to be a breakaway. Credit Nathan McKinnon for a really nice breakup in that spot. That was maybe with about four minutes, three minutes to go uh, in the game. All right, down to the room we go. More, here's Matias Samuelson, live with Paul. Yeah, I think we've actually done a pretty good job of limiting them on five and five, and then um, some stick penalties, some bad penalties. And I'm part of the problem, too. I took one against Tampa, two last night, and um, we're just letting them get back in the game, giving them momentum, and it's got to stop. But, um, yeah, I mean, I thought 5-5 five five, last couple of games have been really good, actually, and brought it to the other teams, and then we get ourselves in trouble with the penalties. Matias, how can you as a group cut down on some of those penalties? Uh, attention to detail. A lot of them are stick penalties, so um, getting that extra stride in and using your body more instead of reaching. Um, it's probably one solution off the top of my head, but um, I'd have to look back at how they happen. When those things happen, I mean, how difficult is the flow of the game with, you know, lines, some guys don't get to play a lot and you're always killing. Yeah, I mean, sometimes a big kill is good for momentum. Um, but, you know, when we have that 5-3 and three and they get two, two right there, it's obviously a momentum killer and, um, and we got to rebuild it, get the crowd back into it and 
start all over and you know, I thought we did still a pretty good job of that but um, yeah the penalties are, are killing us. What's impressed you most with Dylan's game lately? I think he's been unbelievable he's so fast and strong and he's been protecting the puck well and I mean he's only 21 but he looks like a veteran playing with the two younger guys and um, yeah I think he's really taking the next step it's fun to watch and excited for what he has in store to keep going. What's the biggest thing with McKinnon when you're trying to face him? I know you don't face him all that often, but uh, you saw him tonight and he did produce. What's the biggest thing when you're trying to face McKinnon? Uh, I think 5-5, five and five, just uh, keeping to the outside. Uh, obviously, he's dynamic and has a ton of speed, so um, if you could get him to go around the net instead of to the net, um, you know, try to limit his chances, try to swing with him in the neutral zone, maybe so he can't generate as much speed, but um, I mean, he's obviously a good player. He's going to get his, his chances here and there, but you just got to try to limit him. You feel for UPL in a game like this? I mean, yeah, I thought he played really well. Um, you know, he's a hell of a goalie, big guy. He's made some huge saves there still. I mean, there's a couple of those power play ones. Not much he could do about them. Um, I think everybody feels confident with him in that. He's a really good, really good goalie, really good guy. And um, yeah, I mean, he doesn't deserve the see the six up there. What did you think of the way he battled the third period? It's five goals in 40 minutes, and he comes out in the third, and he made some saves, like you said, when it was 5-4 to keep in the thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody in this locker room loses confidence when he's in net. Um, he's really good, and, you know, he makes them when you need to, and we got to clean up the other areas and not give them the freebies. And, um, yeah, I mean, for him to let those in in the second there and – for us to give up those offense, and then for him to come out in the third and make some huge saves, keeps in it. Um, I mean, show some charities. It's come a long way. Matias Samuelson on the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, Paul. Matias Samuelson there as uh, the Sabers fall six to four. We were talking about the stats before. Final shot totals end up thirty four twenty eight in favor of Colorado. Uh, looking individually tonight, Jeff Skinner leading the way with five shots on goal for Buffalo. Tage Thompson. And Rasmus Dahlin with four. Dahlin leads with ice time, 28-11. Final stats brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Well, also Peyton Krebs returned to the lineup tonight. He played seven and a half minutes, uh, registered one shot on goal, took a key hooking penalty with three minutes to go in the game. Also, I thought maybe his best chance to get involved in some offense came on a two-on-one rush where he decided to give up an open passing lane and try to squeeze one through to Zemgus Gergensen so the pass ended up getting deflected. But, I mean, Krebs we know is an incredible passer, but he definitely is always in pass-first mentality and at some point, I think, has to take a little bit ownership of his own game in terms of, hey, you know what, i got a chance to score here. i got a chance to help my team. Like, i got to take the shot. And, you know, I'm not saying he's got Tage Thompson's shot ability where – he can just start picking corners, but he's got a good shot, and he's got to take it when he's got the opportunity. He seems to always be looking pass first. Not a surprise because he you know, describes himself as a playmaker. He's a very good passer, but I, I like him to shoot when he has the opportunity to do so, and you know, I think that uh, as he maybe gets back going here playing, if that's where he's going to be at center, uh, he's at times got to be a little bit more selfish, I think. All right, other things we go here. Let's go three stars next. Tage Thompson for Buffalo, star number three. J.T. Comper, two goals, former Saber draft pick, star number two, and Nathan McKinnon, just, you know, doing what he does, playing like one of the best in the league. He ends up having two goals in this game, 
and an assist. Excuse me, and two assists. First star honors. Nathan McKinnon is our electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Check out Town BMW's lineup of EVs. The announced attendance tonight here at KeyBank Center, 12,805. And I thought a pretty good crowd. I know that, you know, we were deciding here tonight, like, well, there's a Bills game going on. What would the crowd be like? Colorado's a pretty good attraction for their only visit of the season. And they got a pretty good crowd, 12,805. All right, we're going to have Don Granado shortly. Let's get to the injury report now, brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Well, Don Granato gave an update on Ilya Labushkin before the game tonight. He said his injury is essentially day-to-day. It's really up to pain tolerance at this point, so they're going to be monitoring that. We know Labushkin, uh, in his previous injury, has said he wanted to play and get out there right away, even before the team said you know he was cleared to go. So I would expect Labushkin to be back there pretty soon. Also good news on Jacob Bryson. He was in the week-to-week category for his lower body injury. That is now in a day-to-day spot. So that is a good news on the injury front for the Sabres as they try to get healthier and healthier here. Uh, unfortunately for tonight, Buffalo, though, unable to get any points in the standings as they fall to Colorado by a score of 6-4. to four. All right, let's get our first response from the fans now, brought to you by ServPro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. ServPro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy, first and faster to any size disaster. Visit Team Luzzy.com. You can always send me your thoughts after each and every game on Twitter at Brian WGR. Uh, let's tweet in here from uh, 6010 says uh, Adams should be under fire for woefully under overestimating his goaltending. It's a fatal season ending mistake. Well, Eric Comrie obviously was the key acquisition of goalie this year, and Comrie has not played that much to the point where we really can sit here and say, was it a good move, was it a bad move? Comrie's still in the week-to-week category, or weeks, according to the team. So I really can't get on Adams one way or the other about Comrie. He's been okay, I think, so far. Um, I don't have a ton of great things to say either about him, but... um, I can't really give Adams a full grade yet on the Eric Comrie move because just of the injury. Uh, Lukanen, hot and cold. Again, moments even within this game, hot and cold. One goal I didn't really love, but uh, some of the other ones kind of uh, I think were pretty good stops here against a very, very lethal team. And, of course, your best goalie right now playing is Craig Anderson, but he can't play all the time because he's, well, 41 years old and there's nothing on him. All right, there's our first check with the fans. Okay, uh, at this time, we're going to take a break and say goodbye to all of our local affiliates. Sabres fall 6-4. to four. Next broadcast will be on Sunday against San Jose at 7 o'clock right here on the Sabres radio network. When we come back, we'll have Don Granado, and we'll get you more highlights as the Sabres fall 6-4. to four. I'm Brian Colzio. More postgame coming up from KeyBank Center. This is the Buffalo Sabres radio network. Lekin in against the boards. Avalanche find a man on the far side. Lukanen, big stop, one-on-one against the man over there, McKinnon. Big save right there uh, as Nathan McKinnon, if one goes in, he could have had the hat-trick game, but the save of the game brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. 6-4 Colorado, we welcome you back here to the Sabres postgame show. Brian Colzio with you. Don Granado coming up at any moment, but let's get to our play of the game and former Sabres 
prospect J.T. Comfer getting his second goal late in the second period to put Colorado up by a score of 5-3. to Georgiev held his ground. Avalanche come back. Big save by UPL. The rebound is in the back of the net. Comfer follows up on the play, and he buries that one. It's 5-3 Avalanche with 2.44 remaining in the second period. Comfer's third, second of the night. He takes the big rebound and then the quick high shot to beat Lukanen. That made it 5-3, and that is the play of the game brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. All right, Don Granado is now meeting with the media live. Let's take you there downstairs. Some games, you, you know, there's lots of calls, and some games there's not. But, but um, and that's no slight on officiating by any means. Um, it's just there were lots of calls again tonight. Um, lots of penalties, I guess, that you look at that were within our control, high stick, uh, you know, puck out of a rink. So there was enough of those that, yeah, you can, I guess you can say, you know, we've, we've got to do a better job there. Then you ask yourself tonight, you know, fatigue, uh, emotions get the best of you, what might be the case as well. Um, so, of course, uh, you know, one full period, 20-some minutes of special teams is, is way too much. For, for really for any game. There's no rhythm. There's no, you know, guys that are on special teams play, guys play more, and guys that aren't sit there, and uh, there's no rhythm to the game. So especially in a back-to-back situation for us, that makes it a lot more challenging. So, uh, you know, yes, there were some penalties we took that we clearly, um, it was all our doing. Um, I, I don't want to get into penalties because you, you have no, we have no control over calls, you know, so... Other than the ones we, you know, like I said, the, the, the blatant ones that we, you know, that are not as subjective, I guess. What's allowed Dylan to have this sort of consistency when it comes to the offensive production? He hasn't gone in consecutive games, you know, zero points this season, so it's been a regular performance. Just competitiveness. I mean, obviously, the other stuff is obvious his talent, his skill, his commitment, dedication, but the bottom line is when you're doing it day in and day out, you're a competitor. And he fights, he battles, he scraps. We all see that, and that's the difference. And you know, he's in situations where you know he's 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 in power play situations. He scored shorthanded last night. He's in a lot of situations. Uh, he's getting key ice time because of his growth, uh, which helps. Uh, and he's just he's just maturing. He's he's a much more mature player than he was at the end of last year. So I think all of that. It's another guy he's learning from Tage how to use his body. Do you see him learning a lot from Tage? Yeah, it's it's nice when you when you as you as these players grow and get more experience and get better, they they feed and learn off each other. I mean, most of what any player that even enters the NHL learns is from watching other players, and uh, so when your your team gets to that level, you know where Owen Power can watch Rasmus Dahlin every day in practice and so it, it does it helps everybody and, and Tej and, and Dalene on the back end have been great examples in that you're in the top five in the league in offense you're in the bottom five in defense obviously the offense matures first how do you tighten up some of these games even just a little well I, you know I, I you heard me say the opposite about offense it, it takes a while to develop the offense and, and it's taken a while you know we've, we have an alignment we feel is a number one line Cousins is maturing you know, we're going to see Paterka and Quinn score a heck of a lot more than they're scoring now. It, it does take, um, you know, on the defensive side, uh, yeah, it, it's, again, the last three games especially 
it's been special teams. That has been that has swung momentum and swung. And then I would say the other thing uh, to that, it's it's less systematic when you go through it on the film. More what we're doing with the puck, which is also uh, in a, you know, when you gain experience, you gain a little bit more calm with the puck. We're hitting skates with a little anxiety as upon possession, and then it's back before we can even defend. So, um, you know, we're 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 turning pucks over that we could be turning into an opportunity on the offensive side because of a little you know a hurry again. The offensive side of the game. We think we're on offense. We make an errant play or overskate a puck, and now you're on defense without being in a defensive posture. Those are the areas that that uh, we seem to be giving up uh, opportunity, more opportunity, and more more chances against. I would say. Yeah, it, it was, we just discussed it back there, he, it, he was really good in the third period, um, which was nice to see because I'm sure he wished he had another opportunity at one or two of those uh, in the second. Um, and not to say he, he was, you know, he's at fault, it just, you know, he probably could have had him knowing him as an athlete, but um, but for the third to rebound and bounce back and keep that game tight was, was a real good sign. Um, he did it confidently, and that was a moment where they could have challenged his confidence quite a bit, especially with the, with you know you're throwing McCarr and McKinnon and, and Rantanen out there. McCarr was over 30 minutes. McKinnon was close. That's half the game for for those guys. And uh, so yes, it's uh, it was a good sign to see him confident. How do you feel like he's handled the, the last couple of weeks in general? He's, he's gotten some tough opponents. Where, uh... Yeah, I mean he, he's I think he's handled it. You know, we've said it a lot. A lot. He's in a development phase of his career, um, and I think he's he's taking in that these these opportunities to grow. Um, his confidence looks good, and uh, he's fighting, battling, scrapping, and he's working to improve every day. So I think it's been good a, a good stretch in that regard for him. Those 50 seconds after Colorado tied it on the five on three, puck never left the zone. They have the best power play in the league. Bettinard just said he thought it was the best they've looked on power play all season. What made it so difficult to sort of get anything out of there to make a play against it? Well, they, you know, again, they're, they're, those guys have played together for I don't know how many years now. I mean, McCarr's probably three, but but he is obviously a, an elite, elite player. But there's just a lot of elite players out there, and they get in a rhythm, and, you know, that wasn't their first power play in the game. So you could see them gain a little bit more confidence as it went. And, um, yeah, they're top high-end high end players. We just gave them too many opportunities to feel good about their game with power play time. Coach, can you talk about the player Kyle? Kyle is just, he's very consistent, um, hardworking captain. He definitely performs as a captain every night. So he, he's his consistency is... Uh, and him with Jost and Gergensen as a line has been great for, for a leadership group. Peyton was good, good energy. Um, unfortunately, because he's not on either special team, his minutes were really low as a consequence, um, and that's that's tough. But uh, but he looked like he had good jump and good energy, and he did some things that were much better than his last game 
that he played. So um, I was happy to see him the way he performed. Coach Don Granado, his press conference brought to you by Salino Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Tempstar Energy Services, specialists bringing heat on and off the ice. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. You're listening to the Bet 1520 WWKB Buffalo. Presented by Bet MGM. Buffalo's home for wagertainment. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Back at KeyBank Center, Sabres fall to the Avalanche by a score of 6-4. to four. Our next broadcast will be on Sunday. We'll be back on our normal flagship station, WGR Sports Radio 550 in Buffalo. We'll have the pregame show at 6 Face off at 7. The San Jose Sharks are in town as Buffalo looks to bounce back after their 6-4 to loss to Colorado tonight. And with that, we're going to say goodbye here from KeyBank Center. If you'd like Bill's Patriots coverage, you can flip down the dial to WGR Sports Radio 550. Thanks to Frank back in our Amherst studios, to Pat and Paul here at KeyBank Center, and for Dan and Rob of the call, I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening. Colorado wins it 6-4. to You've been listening to the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.